Welcome, dumbheads, to MDC, the Mega Dumb Cast. In this, the high noon of season five, I'm identifying the dumbest thing on every goddamn page of MT2, the Weird Weird West, the second in a trio of time travel adventures for TSR's Marvel Superheroes RPG. Every episode is one page, every episode is short. The Weird Weird West was written by Ray Winninger and published in 1989 by TSR. Today we're discussing page 38 of The Weird Weird West. Today contains chapter 22, entitled Alexander's Assault. This is a kind of weird, boring, pointless chapter that you're not likely to play. You go to this chapter if you did the whole thing with Alexander the Great, you schmoozed him at least to the extent that like you're not prisoners there, you got through the feast, but at the end of the feast when you overheard that Alexander was sending forces to go attack Napoleon's camp, you were not able to convince Alexander to call it off, at least not in time. You might have convinced him like an hour late after his people had already left, and so either on your own initiative or at Alexander's request, you are supposed to race through the desert to try to catch up to Alexander's attacking forces and tell them Alexander says, don't attack Napoleon's camp after all, or just convince them not to, if Alexander has not in fact agreed to make peace with Napoleon. You're probably going to have the diplomacy points to convince Alexander in the first place not to send these forces, and if you don't, There are lots of ways to avoid this scene. The only way that you get it is in a very specific situation, but it does offer us an opportunity to talk about horses. Now, I went through kind of a journey with this page. I sort of feel like I owe the author an apology because he did bring a lot of dumbness to this game in this adventure series, but he also found a lot of dumbness already here in the face rib system. I love it. It's a great system, but there are problems. They're not all this author's fault. Now, despite the fact that I created three goddamn super teams to explore every possible avenue through all these adventures... I find myself lacking enough teams. Ford's Furies, the Secret Zoomers, the Misfits, none of them would really be involved in this. So let's just talk about the West Coast Avengers, the default heroes of this adventure. What happens if they make a mad race through the desert to try to stop Alexander's troops from attacking Napoleon's camp? Now, it says that if the heroes found out about the attack ahead of time and then immediately left, then they can easily get out ahead, set up an ambush, be ready to stop Alexander's soldiers. If, on the other hand, they stuck around to try to convince Alexander to make the alliance, then the troops will already have left. And in that case, the heroes have to go catch the Greek soldiers. Here's how catching up to the horses works. Quote, catching up to the soldiers is an excellent intensity movement feat, i.e. use your movement power rank for the feat roll. Characters with no movement powers move it between feeble and typical land speed as described on pages 22 to 23 of the player's book. Each of the heroes can try this feat separately if they're willing to split up, or the entire group can try using the movement rate of the slowest character. So you'll notice that there are some rules complications there. I take you now to pages 22 and 23 of the player's book. First of all, there's a whole thing on this page about how long you can run based on your endurance. You can normally move at your your normal land speed for a number of turns equal to your endurance score, your numerical endurance score. So if you've got an excellent endurance, excellent means 20, you can move for 20 turns, before you need to start checking for exhaustion. Four times that length is the absolute maximum you can go. It gets harder and harder. You have to make harder feats as you keep running. Once you hit four times your endurance number, then you have to stop and rest. That rule is completely ignored here. You can also move slower than your top speed to be able to move for longer. Now, I've been talking about land speed. What is your land speed? Well, per the rules in Weird Weird West, when you make this excellent feat roll to catch up to the horses, you roll the power rank of your movement power. But that's not the same as your endurance rank that determines your land speed. Your land speed is based on your endurance, but it's not the same. If we return to page 19, we find that, quote, those characters with a current endurance of feeble may only move one area per turn. 
Those characters with endurances between poor and excellent may move two areas per turn. Those characters with endurances of remarkable or higher may move three areas per turn. And then if you work this out, then as the book says, it turns out pretty much if you don't have a superpower or vehicle with a power rank for speed, then the effective power rank of your overland speed ends up being somewhere between feeble and typical. Even though you will notice that if you have a remarkable or higher endurance, then you can move three areas per turn, which is the same speed that Tigra can run with her, quote, lightning speed power, which would then appear to do nothing because she already has remarkable endurance, which means per these rules, she can already move three areas per turn. So I don't know if the problem is with Tigra's stat block, if the problem is with these rules, but it doesn't seem to be in Weird Weird West. The problem is the movement rules are just fucked on some level. Once we've applied all these complicated rules, though, we've arrived at a speed of probably typical for the heroes, and it's time to run, right? Wrong. Quote from the Weird Weird West. Before the heroes attempt the movement feat, you can allow each one to make a speed feat, as described on page 23 of the player's book. If this feat is successful, the heroes receive a plus one column shift on the movement feat. If the speed feat fails, the hero receives minus one column shift on the movement feat. A green result on the movement feat means the heroes catch up to the soldiers in six hours. A yellow result means the heroes catch the soldiers in four hours. And a red result means the heroes catch the soldiers in two hours. And you do have to roll for encounters along the way. And food, and water, and sleep, and everything. It's a pain in the ass. What is a speed feat? Well, as the text here says, we have to return to page 23 of the player's book to find out. I quote from page 23 of the player's book. There are occasionally times when a character must move faster than he or she has ever moved before in order to save a life. A hero may move the equivalent of one additional area by area or ranged movement if the hero makes a yellow strength feat roll. A green result indicates the feat was unsuccessful, and a white result indicates the hero, ah, tripped and lost control, and will continue moving the direction as if a slam result was counted against the character. A hero may not increase his or her speed more than one area per round, which is 15 miles per hour, in any attempt. It may seem high to say that if you push yourself, you can run 15 miles per hour faster, but keep in mind that per these rules, an average person can run 30 miles per hour for up to 24 minutes. People are very fast, and characters with a remarkable or better endurance can run 45 miles per hour for potentially hours. So I guess it's not too much of a stretch to imagine that if Captain America, say, with his remarkable endurance, were in a real hurry, he could just cruise along for a couple of hours at 60 miles per hour. Now, this is where my journey with this page kind of began, because I started to think, why are we talking about speed feeds? This is to run faster than your endurance would normally permit, right? But surely we're not going to be on foot here. Like either, like Hawkeye's riding his sky cycle, or maybe under a certain interpretation of the rules, Tigra has a higher speed here. She can use the power rank of her lightning speed ability, and so she's going it alone. But barring Tigra, either Hawkeye's on his sky cycle, or, or we have to have horses. We just have to. We can't just run across the desert and catch up to horses that have a one-hour head start. Horses are much faster than us. Well, you would think so. But per the advanced judge's book, horses have an endurance of remarkable and explicitly move three areas per turn while carrying a rider. That's the same speed as a person with remarkable or better endurance. So in the case of the West Coast Avengers, if we've got somebody riding behind Hawkeye on the sky cycle, if we've got Wonder Man carrying somebody with his godlike strength while he runs, it turns out that the foot speed of the West Coast Avengers as a unit is equal to the speed of people on horseback. It's certainly not going to be true of every superhero group, but especially if the team is willing to split up, most teams will probably have someone with remarkable or better endurance who can, in fact, run as fast as people on horseback, which means if they push themselves over a long distance, they might be able to exceed the speed the horses are going, especially since those soldiers are not in so much of a hurry, they don't know they're being chased, and eventually catch up to the horses. This is the dumbest thing on this page. It's not the author's fault, but 
the use of these rules brings in a dumb thing from the underlying game and explains a gap that we've observed before. Remember when we were talking about the Hobart gang, I was saying, where are the fucking horses in this adventure? We've got all these desperados on horses. We've got these Western heroes, presumably on horses. We got all these people with the riding skill. It's the Old West. Where are our horses? Why are we running back and forth in the desert like dumbasses? Like we should be losing diplomacy points for this. If you are an intelligent person, a leader, a tactician, a person with some degree of common sense, how are you going to feel about somebody who comes sprinting up to you out of the desert saying, I have a great plan for an alliance. And you're like, how did you get here? And they're like, oh, I walked. I I ran more like I was just over there over, uh, I guess, about 50 miles away. And I just I just really. Anyway, hold on. Give me a sec. It's like, get a horse, you motherfucker. Like, if you haven't figured out that you need a horse, why am I listening to you? But the answer is, the author didn't want to bring this up because per the rules of the game, many superheroes and many groups of superheroes will run just as fast as a horse. There's no reason to take a horse along and have more mouths to feed. And I think probably the author realized that's what's going to happen if I introduce horses here. The players are going to try to figure out their land speed. Like once they get these horses, they're all going to be happy. Figure out their new speed. Realize that it's the same as their old speed, but now they have to find food and water for horses. And be like, well, fuck it, we'll walk. Walking is as fast as riding a horse, I guess. So that's the dumbest thing in this page. It's a problem with the rules. And it did deny us horses in this Old West adventure. That's really too bad. Anyway, enough about horses. Let's do a real quick wrap up on what actually, you know, happens in this chapter. You catch up to the troopers, presumably, either by getting ahead of them and ambushing them or by catching up after they leave. If you fight them, then you lose a diplomacy point with Alexander. Might have to go back and write him another poem, I don't know. Your other option is to talk the soldiers down. It says, quote, this will only work if the heroes tell the soldiers all about the crows are and their bomb and how everyone will die unless all three warring factions unite. In order to persuade the soldiers, one of the heroes must also make a remarkable intensity psyche feat roll. If the persuasion attempt succeeds, the heroes receive one diplomacy point toward both Napoleon and Alexander since the troops that the heroes just won over to their side will have a talk with their leader. So you got to make a psyche roll, you got to make a speech. The other option here is trickery, which it literally just says, if the heroes have some clever power to trick the soldiers into not doing the attack, it's up to you, which is fair enough, right? The author cannot prepare for the possible superpowers of the group, as evidence has amply shown so far. If the heroes don't catch up to Alexander's soldiers, or if they fail to stop them, then the soldiers go through, they attack Napoleon's camp, and the heroes lose a diplomacy point with Napoleon. It specifies that they can be reduced to negative points with Napoleon through these means. It's not that Napoleon likes the heroes any less, it's just that he's less likely to want an alliance because he just got wrecked by Alexander's forces. The detail here that you can go into negative diplomacy points makes the worst case scenario for schmoozing these generals even worse. We talked before about if you happen to be playing the gunslingers and you deliberately or accidentally cheat at wrestling at Genghis Khan's camp, how you could end up having to pay like 50 karma to convince him to be on your side. Could be 60. You know, you can lose a point with Genghis Khan when you don't have any and go into negatives. It's very possible if you do poorly with all three generals, which I grant you is unlikely, but with an increasingly rowdy and dissatisfied player character group, you might get there. If that happens, the group could end up blowing through their entire XP award for the entire adventure so far, just paying straight up to get these generals to join them. Anyway, there's a million ways to end this, depending on whether the heroes succeeded or failed here, depending on who they've visited so far. But the point is, this ends the Alexander portion of our plot. Alexander has now been schmoozed, leaving only one general remaining to be wooed to the anti-rubber monster cause. Join me next time for Napoleon on MDC, the Mega Dumbcast. This has been MDC. 
New episodes drop every day except for Sundays, when all the previous week's episodes drop in one big megasode on the top-secret, patrons-only RSS feed. If you'd like to get access to that feed and support the show, go to patreon.com slash megadumbcast. Contact me however you want. I am Megadumbcast on Twitter, Gmail, Podbean, your favorite podcatcher, etc., etc. This episode's theme music, used under Creative Commons license, is Western Firefight 2 by Kula, whose work you can find at Kula.com. That's C-U-L-L-A-H dot com. Thanks for listening. <laughs>